The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's nine minutes after eight. Thank you so much for staying with us here on SAFM. And this morning, we're talking black consciousness. On Friday last week, we commemorated the death of one of the greatest sons of the soil, black consciousness leader Steve Biko. He died in police custody in 1977. Biko believed that the best way for black people to emerge victorious in the struggle against apartheid was for them not to succumb to the white man's view that being black is being inferior. On the forum at eight uh, this morning, we ask how relevant is black consciousness in post-apartheid South Africa? And we are glad to have with us this morning, Professor Harry uh, Nengwenkulu, who is uh, the founding member of the South African Student Organization, as well as Black Consciousness Movement leader. Professor, uh, Professor Nengwenkulu, thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning to your listeners. Prof, perhaps we should start out by just looking at a definition, uh, you know, as it were. What do we mean by black consciousness? Yeah, I want first to comment on the um, the title of the discussion, whether black consciousness is still relevant post-apartheid, you know, because it amounts to asking whether black people are still relevant in post-apartheid South Africa. So for me, the um, the black consciousness movement you know, define black consciousness as the... Um, um, ability to be aware and to appreciate of your blackness, uh, not only limited to issue of race and color, but also in terms of socio-economic and political environment within which people live. And indeed, you know, it defines identity. You know, uh, we are black because not of mistake, but we are black because of historical, natural, and social conditions within which we live. Indeed, Prof. I, I will accept that. And I'll tell you how we arrived at that particular question and asking how relevant is it. We're not asking whether it is relevant. We, we, we no, are, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you're not the only one you know, who says that. I'm just making it a point. It's not limited to the SABC. The title we have this, the title of the discussion, I understand that. So don't, don't really feel bad that I'm criticizing that I'm not. No, absolutely, Prof. And, 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 and what we are just trying to do is to advance the conversation around uh, the ideology of black consciousness. Because very yeah. often when one speaks to people, um, depending on who you are talking to, there are people who actually feel that it is irrelevant, you know. And, and, and also, I think, for the most part, our grasp of the concept of black consciousness is also somewhat wanting. Yeah, yeah I think I understand. I think it's a... That's what Steve Biko has meant by saying, I mean, to be proud of yourself, to be aware of yourself. The, the, the fact that, you know, we actually you know, feel that it's not relevant is because, you know, our intelligence has been replaced by the intelligence of those who oppressed us. So they empty our knowledge and replace the knowledge acceptable to them. Um, so so the, um, the issue of whether it's relevant or not, it should not be any debating issue. Uh, because you still, you still hear um, people who are called in Italian Americans, you know, African Americans. You know, that statement affirms the identity. That you know, while they are Americans, but the Americans who are Africans. So the same applies to us, you know, the awareness of being black is not just an issue of ideology. It's also an issue of practical reality. Now, what is that awareness, Prof? You know, uh, break it down to us. When we are aware of who we are as black people, how does that manifest? 
no, I think the most important thing, one of the things that people had said, and we had been debating about, you know, when we were students, was that, you know, black people never talk about themselves. We waste our time talking about other people. We never hold the conversation that, you know, me and you are having at the moment. Who are we? You know? uh, if I might give an example, you know, blackness was never been accepted until 1971, when we brought it on the agenda. Even when we started the student organization, we did not have the definition of black consciousness. No, when we introduced that, we introduced it as a broad concept that does not only refer to the blackness of the complexion, mm. but also the social, economic, political environment within which we live. And hence, you know, within the concept of blackness, blackness we include, you know, Indians and the so-called colors and Africans because we've got a common history. So for me, that is very important. And it was a big struggle to do that, you know. I mean, I know one top editor of one of the newspapers, the Rain Daily made then, when you know, uh, we asked him why he continued to call us you know, non-whites, because we felt that, you know, if a donkey is not a non-horse, it's a donkey. And a horse is not a you know, a horse is not a non-donkey. And he said, no, they didn't like the name, the concept of blackness, because it's emotive. And our response was that, but when he came from Europe, he said you are Europeans and the whole country populated by many Europeans and Europeans. And then he changed colour from white. We never questioned that. And, you know, he produced a very interesting response that the Institute of Race Relations was busy trying to find a name collectively for Africans, Indians, the so-called colours. And when we asked him with a friend of mine who's late now, he said, no, we want to call you Evro-Collegians. So you can see that, you know, people did not only define the space within which we live. They also wanted to define us. Mm. And, 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 and it, it takes me back to, um, you know, something that was quite profound for me, and I write what I like. Um, you know, when Biko talks about being black and that not being a matter of pigmentation, but he says being black is a reflection of a mental attitude. Now, it may seem simple and straightforward and forthright, but... Very often, and I found this in conversations with uh, some of my peers, these are some of the concepts that we struggle with when we talk about defining our blackness. I, th- I think you see, define our blackness means that you know, we, we, we must also be able to define our history. Mm-hmm. Not only our history, but also our culture. You know? Currently, uh, children, our children are taught to love English because we associate English with intelligence. And they are told that, you know, African languages are not spoken. Now, I spent many years as head of education department in Open Eastern Cape, and I found black parents who actually stopped their children from speaking their mother tongue. And I remember one gentleman who said, no, my children don't speak that language. So it also affects me. Currently, perhaps we're the only country in Africa that hero worship English in other parts of Africa, they actually began to actually respect their own languages. Our children are never taught in mother tongue in universities. If you look at Africans, for instance, Africans by 1924, just started in 1924. No, it was a very small language. When I went to university, there was no Africans. I studied African Netherlands. But today, Africans is actually a language that has so advanced that, you know, 
it teaches students, even in terms of the technology, it has got concepts. With us, we don't even have any beginnings to begin to develop a scientific, scientific dictionary for indigenous languages. And we complain, you know, but we run this, you know, we own these universities. But we have not made any attempt to say, you know, if we will really love our mother tongue, because your, your, your language is a carrier of culture, carrier of your politics, carrier of your knowledge of indigenous legal systems, which is another issue that we have. No, we call you know, Roman Dutch law common law. It's a misnomer because Roman Dutch law is a foreign language legal system. There have been jurisprudence across Africa. Some countries in Africa today are redeveloping and developing the indigenous legal system. For instance, in Mutana, almost 80% of the people actually go to courts that are you know, indigenous courts. Mm. They have a parallel system. So for me, the black consciousness means that the awareness that you know we are a people because of our history, not only in terms of our own color, but also in terms of our culture. And we must cherish that. You know, currently, in South Africa, we are actually people who hate ourselves. 